Hello, baby. I was crazy once. I'm thinking of a number. Guys, I'm so sorry. I've I've caught I've caught the clap. Oh my god. I shouldn't be recording this podcast yeah. with you. It transmits over I it's know. a podcast truly transmitted disease. What a way to start. It's PTV, podcast transmitted disease. Yeah, and I'm talking about some PIV, if you know what I mean. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh podcast in uh v- version vagina. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, podcast in <laughs> vagina. 30 seconds so, in voice. That- <laughs> 30 seconds in we're talking talking about all kinds of viruses. Uh-huh. Uh have you have you guys uh, seen uh the underground the under underground rock festival SNL sketch? Maybe describe so. it my, to me. One of my f- uh it's <laughs> it's Jason Sudeikis okay. Strong kind start. of doing like a white like a white rapper ish kind of a guy, and then you got um you got Nassim Padrad as as his like co-host Little Blaster and they're talking about the under underground rock festival and it's just like it's it's like crunk it's just, it's like not good so it's like you got let me give you let me give you the the list of bands list of bands in under underground rock festival cuz i'm going to i'm going to give them to you right here okay thank you um here You're we welcome. go oh what it's not even going to give me like a list Can of you bands find a okay you got gunt I'm I'm trying. Uh, I'm gonna try and find it here. Script. Um, Kickspit Underground Rock Festival. You got. <laughs> here, you know. Here, okay. So here's here's some guests from from the uh, from the SNL. This is just me reading SNL sketches. Okay. We some, uh, we got, you got, here's here we go. We got Mark Furman from the OJ trial. Great. <laughs> the Mac guy, Justin Long, <laughs> the Snapple lady. Turtle from Entourage, <laughs> Miss Screw Magazine, nineteen ninety seven. Wow, and and NBA All Star Dirk Nowitzki shooting BB guns at you at an open field. That's fun. Do you guys remember? And uh, yeah. during the there was a gathering of the Juggalos where Tila Tequila was there. Um, and so I think I remember the, this. The, yeah. yeah, the Juggalos were soaking a watermelon in a porta potty for like three or four days, and then just Good fucking God. launched it at her right when the concert started. That's gotta be. Is that like the? I don't know. I'm. There have been like murders and deaths at concerts, <laughs> so I'm not gonna say that's the worst thing that's ever happened to come at a concert. But like the worst, uh, non-deadly, <laughs> non-trying wor- to kill someone. Like the worst thing like, you can prank. Do. Yeah, the the worst prank. Yeah. To, to happen. Yeah, I. That's um. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I can't imagine. Like, I I feel like I've heard stories of people like hooking up uh-huh. at a porta potty, and I'm like. You, that's so smelly. You might as well hook. You might as well hook up in public than a porta potty. Yeah, like, honestly, I feel like I feel the like, would be cool I feel with like that, dude. <laughs> what if? Okay, what if we do our first? Here's live the thing: show and you're hooking up, us. and then you look. The thing is, like, you know how, like, when you're at a porta potty, the the rule is like, don't look down. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I feel like if I was hooking up a porta potty, I look down instant like boner dead. Dude, I saw I saw a just... video on like it was on like Twitter or Reddit or something like that. It was a guy yeah. at like a concert. He went into the porta potty and he looked down and there was just a dude in there. <laughs> there was like oh, a dude fully down the hole. 
Hey, man. Just, just yeah. like looking up. Yeah, just look it up. He was like fucking like high out of his mind or something. But I was like, I don't know what I would do. I think I would like have a heart attack. If I'd I have to call, yeah, I'd have to call 911. <laughs> if I like, just like the shock of I've never, I've never thought that there would be a person in my toilet. And so if I saw that, <laughs> that would blow my mind, I think. Yeah. That's kind of funny because, um, that would be like the best laxative. <laughs> you would just like take a shit. Oh, because you, because you get so guy. scared. Yeah, you do get so scared. That's true. Um, yeah, that. That's, especially because the guy whole, was Freddy Krueger. Whole thing. Maybe that's what the guy was hoping for. That yeah. somebody gets so scared that. They just, that they poop. Just you know, poop it's everything. Stranger Things have happened. Like the show Stranger Things. Is that show like dead now? Kind of. They're filming the last season. I mean, every show on Netflix, like, you know, they, they're, they're, even though they're the only streaming service that kind of makes money, they're still allergic to making money. Um, so <laughs> think... they, they insist on doing the, the, the binge thing where like, I don't know. I remember like the last season of Stranger Things, I feel like people talked about it for three days and then afterwards they're like, well, time to wait another five years until the next season comes out or whatever. And they're supposed to be like high school not even high school kids. Yeah. They're like junior high or something. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's crazy. It's, do you, I mean, people were making the same jokes about fucking Harry Potter. Do you remember that when those movies were coming out? They were like, "Oh my god, you're like Daniel Radcliffe is like thirty now, and he's playing a, a an eighteen year old or something." But I don't even. I don't know. I don't think they were that old. <laughs> that, that, no, I don't think. Okay, let's I'm just. I'm just talking. I, I do Daniel. remember jokes like that, and there is an epic movie. There's an entire sequence that revolves around that epic movie. Yeah. I love that there already is an article called "How Old Is Daniel Radcliffe in Every Harry Potter Movie?" I'm just gonna scroll to because I know the early ones they were the ages lined up, but you know, you can't do that every uh, year. Harry, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. He was 19 and 20, playing a 17 year old. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. No, no. What what are these what are these jokes, man? Like I said, it's you gotta watch a fucking epic movie, one of the greatest movies of all time. And you'll That's see right. a joke where they have a bunch of forty-year-old actors come out and be like, "Yeah, we're we're Harry Potter." Wait, doesn't like Cal Penn play like 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 the the top, one of the toughest kids? He does. Yeah, no, 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 I, th- I think that's epic movie. I, I get all those goddamn movie movies confused. I, I, I've never seen superhero movie. I, I think I've only seen epic movie and maybe disaster movie, and both of those. Even as kids, you know, you know, because when you're a kid, it's like you kind of like everything that you see. I remember those were some early movies I saw where I was like, wow, this is bad. <laughs> like, this is actually, like, pretty bad. <laughs> talking about talking about imp- impressing girls, which we'll, we'll get into yeah. in a second here. Uh, in fourth in fourth grade, I remember, like, um, this is probably too young to watch the scary movie. <laughs> I think looking back, I'm, I'm like, I'm like how, was I, how old was I in fourth grade? Like, eight years old? Mm-hmm. That, that seems too young. Maybe, like, nine or so. Uh, I skipped the grade, everyone. That's probably why. Um, but I remember, uh, yeah, there was like a, a a party, and I missed the first part of it because I the first movie they watched was uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and uh, I spent the entire time outside just sitting by myself because I could I I couldn't do it. Hmm. Um, and then the second movie they watched was Scary Movie, and then I did watch that. Um, and it's also because I had. It's it's just kind of funny, like oh, I couldn't be cool enough to watch the horror movie, but I'll watch the movie with the parody. With, uh, yeah, the parody movie with uh, a guy gets a fucking penis uh, through the brain. <laughs> you guys remember that? Scene? You know, he just there's a glory hole and yeah. just like it kills him. 
Um, and then there's a Kaiser Soze ending. I totally forgot Ooh. about the uh, in, at, at, in uh, in um, in scary movie. That's crazy. I should. I don't know if I'd watch those movies again. I don't think I would. Um, <laughs> I don't think all. I would watch those movies again. I'm not going to enjoy them. Um, yeah. Oh my god! Remind me when we get into the actual content of the episode. I need to talk about that shitty movie that I saw. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, well, hey, we'll talk about it right now. Welcome, welcome everyone to style and direction a menswear podcast without the stuffiness that's right i am one of your hosts ethan m Wong, and i'm another one of your hosts i'm spencer dso and i'm another another one of your hosts mj emmer gems as i call him he does i don't you know do when i that. started that or where that's uh, where that came from but that's what i call I him that i think it's just um, the sound that you make that's true. I mean, I wish I could call people everything the sounds that I make. Yeah. Like, that guy could be, like, Lupo. Lupo? How about Franco? Yeah, Lupo! Yeah, Franco yeah. over here. Um, Frank, uh, Fra- uh, Frankie, uh, Frank, Frankity, Frankity, Frankly, Franco. Franco. <laughs> M- motherless Br- Brooklyn, everybody. Yeah. Oscar, Oscar movie. Got threads I-, I also watched The Last Jedi again recently, Why? where he, where, you know, it's like... Oh, no, The Last Jedi is the good one. Sorry. <laughs> The Rise of Skywalker is a bad one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, talking of stuttering, I was talking about DJ. Yeah. Needle lift? That's one of the weird choices that they made in that movie. I feel like that was probably all him. I feel like that was his. I just need to. He's like, hey, you're like, Ryan, I got something for you. Check this guy. Stutter. Hey, she and smelt. Good conductor. Yeah. Take 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 it easy, big ass. That's my favorite. I gotta put that. I gotta put that somewhere. Take, take it easy, big ass is a good phrase, just out of context too. <laughs> just calling someone. I big think it's app. funny because 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 Finn gets a lot of like like big deal. Like Han Solo calls him big deal. Mm. I think that's kind of good. And big F. Everyone calls it, him. There big. has to be take it easy, big F. I love that it's already a video on YouTube that's uh, two seconds long. Yeah. Is it a T-shirt um, and a coffee cup already too? I. Which is crazy because it's it. I I'm looking it up on on Insta- on Instagram on on uh, Google right now, and there's nothing there. How has no one done this? That that doesn't make it yeah. make it sense. Oh, am I, someone says uh, take it. Oh no, I thought it said I thought it said Jack Nicholson. Hmm. Like take it easy, big F. You know, I think that we kind of Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Okay, let's do, let's actually do a cast Jenny, of Jenny the Nicholson. prequel trilogy, but assuming they had made it like right after the original trilogy, so it's like it's the mid '80s. Who plays who? Who's Daisy Ridley? And well, I guess it would have to be like an unknown. <laughs> yeah, like who, who? Who's an actress that got big in the mid '80s? Uh, who played the, Willie Scott? Yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> Willie Scott. Okay. I guess if we stick Take to just, like, shot. people in the the Spielberg-Lucas, uh, like, sphere, that might be good, too. Yeah. Yeah, that would, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, guys, we're, we're talking about menswear, man. Sure this are. is men's, menswear, menswear heaven for everything We all died, right and we're in menswear heaven right now. Yeah. Welcome welcome to heaven, bitch. That's what St. Peter's going to say at the pearly gates. You're allowed to swear up there. That's what he, makes he's it a, heaven. He's a frat bro. Yeah. You go up there and it's like, you thought fucking hey, swearing man. was a goddamn sin? It ain't no <laughs> shit. That's all we fucking do yeah, up here. That's all we fucking do. It's my favorite <laughs> part. Yeah. What does God say? He says, aw, oh, hell. Aw, oh, hell yeah. He goes, hell yeah. Aw, oh, hell and yeah. Then in, in hell they go, aw, oh, heaven. They say the opposite. 
Yeah, that's right. Oh, because they're, cause they're so, cursing it, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really funny. That's, I remember, like, uh, you know, a pastor, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of pastors, I'm sure, who, like, were, like, really big atheists, and they had some, like, big conversion thing mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, but he's, I, I think, I don't know if it was him or maybe a story of a guy he met that was, like, an ex-Satanist or whatever, but he said that um, he went to a satanic church, and at the, at the satanic church, they would sing hymns, mm-hmm. Christian hymns, but they would replace all, um, like, like the, God, the word to... God, they replace every, all references to, they would change it from God to Satan, because that's the most blasphemous thing you could that's ever funny. do. It is the, you take something that was made for God, and you make it about Satan. Um, yesterday, I was in a coffee shop, just briefly. I was uh, in a coffee shop, and there was an awfully hot coffee pot, but um, <laughs> I, was, I was over there, and the two people oh! the two people sitting next to me, I couldn't tell, I think they, I couldn't tell if they were on, like, a date, or if they just, like, were friends from church. But they were, like, uh-huh. sharing their, like, faith testimonials. And I always like it because it's, like, you know, like, I'm not particularly religious. But, hey, if, you know, if, if you found God, if that helps you out, like, no no shade, you know, that's good for you. But I also think it's funny when super hardcore people, like, they all talk about their conversion exactly the same no matter the circumstances. So it's, like, yeah, you do hear people who are, like, oh, yeah, I was, like, you know, in and out of rehab for years. I, like, went to prison, all that stuff. And then you have the people, like, sitting next to me that were talking about it in the exact same tone. But their story was, like, man, when I was in high school, I, like, smoked weed. I would go to parties and drink beer. It's, like, I would sleep with my boyfriend or whatever. And it's, like, it sounds like actually a pretty, like, normal, <laughs> like, if, yeah, that, hey, if, that's, if that's evil, I'm going to hell. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, I just love Locked it when up. it's like, yeah, they talk about that in the same way that they would talk about it. It's like, yeah, I, w- I went to prison for three years or something. You th- I think there's a handbook that we missed out on. That That's yeah. why. Well, see, we, we can't be born again because we were all born into it and we were nerds in high school. So we don't have that fucking, we don't have any of those stories. Did we lose Ethan just now? He's frozen, unless he's just staring at the camera. No, no he's okay. listening. He's just staring at the camera. <laughs> he's listening, man. <laughs> I'm listening to this whole it. thing. You yeah. got it. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, we're talking about talking about having sex. <laughs> we're just dating, I guess. <laughs> talk, talk about sex, baby. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about dating and dating attire, and I guess kind of more, for me, relationship attire. You know what I'm saying? Relations. Go. Yeah, because uh, I'm always fully clothed when having sex. Um, always, except for except for the one. Like, <laughs> there's the sheet. Anyway. There's dozens of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because I everyone knows this about me, but maybe the people in the podcast don't. I find dating so fascinating. I think it is one of the funniest things to talk about. Um, and in terms of ever of the stuff that we talk about on the podcast, you know, it is probably the place where clothing might matter the most in a sense i mean not again it, it you know when you're dating there's a lot of other stuff that, that factors into it but clothing definitely plays a big part of it and if the whole thing is about you know expressing yourself and and the accuracy of your expression you know the articulation of your of of, of your of your personality through clothes dating is probably the the most you know the the biggest pastime for it or the biggest use of that kind of a thing because at least with a job you have a resume and i guess with dating i guess your dating profile is kind of a resume in a sense um but yeah i i love this idea and um we had to wait till i had a girlfriend to talk about this because i can now, now I, i've since i've won the game um i gotta i i'm, I'm qualified there you go yeah um but yeah no it, it's really interesting and it's also because um 
a, a lot of guys kind of get into it for this reason. Um, I think it's mainly, you know, like 80, maybe it's like 80%. Oh, I'm, Hey, I'm, I'm going to college or I'm finishing college. I need to get dressed uh, for my office job or whatever. What should I wear? But it's also like, Hey, I want to look cool. I want to, I want to wear something that I can wear on a date or sometimes, yeah, it's like a guy going to a wedding and a wedding's kind of a date too. If you think about it, mm. it's just a, uh, it's a date to an external um, occasion. Are you saying you when and you're attending so, a wedding or when you're getting married? I feel like when you're attending a wedding, that is more of a date than that, getting married. Yeah, I mean, well, well if hey, Spencer, not not to call you out here, but why why does it say save the date? Oh, you're true. You're true. Yeah, you're true. yeah, you're true. Every every we should put yeah. that somewhere. You're true. Yeah, yeah um, but I thought yeah we would talk we would talk about this uh, because it's just kind of fun, and then you know we got two single guys, and I got a lot of single stories. Um, I got a lot of and, double uh, stories. It's, it's oh really? Just like two stories <laughs> yeah. at once. Yeah, and I got one three. I got one triple story. One you know triple story, but that's a, um, that's a rare one. Just one. That's a, yeah. The peak of my life uh-huh. was that one story, and then <laughs> Where it never, three things it happened. Never, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, at once. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, to, to be clear, we're not we're not going to be talking about like the dates themselves. We're going to be talking about what we're wearing. Yeah, because I think we can, I think and, we can all agree. All women are beautiful queens, and we have nothing bad to say <laughs> about right. any of them. <laughs> That's Especially right. Especially yeah. since this yeah, is we're... public, and there is a slight chance that some of them may listen to this podcast. I would say I think I think the moral of the story is that we're the bad ones. Yeah. I think I think is the uh, at least at least for me uh-huh. uh, with my clothes. Um, but yeah, I mean traditionally, right? There's a whole like the idea behind dressing up. The idea about dressing for expression in general is like a new thing. I remember like you know watching a TikTok. Like, I've been saying this for a long time, um, but especially with menswear, right? It was traditionally it's like you would wear a suit to dates, mm-hmm. you know. And this is not this is not like oh we should go back to that. But I'm saying like like you would dress up for dates. You watch like old sitcoms, movies, you know. When the guy gets the girl or he's going to try and impress someone, he has to put on a suit for it, right? You know, it's kind of like, you know, or like high school, right? Prom, right? Yeah. Prom is a kind of like a date in the sense, right? When maybe one of the first things you do or a dance, you know, you ask a girl to it and you got to wear a suit for it. And so there's a sense of like, you know, you look mature or you look, you know, you dress for success, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, I feel like that that's kind of changed lately as, as, as clothing has well, as society has gotten more casual, but also we, we accept more more things you can wear on dates. You know, a suit is not the only thing you can wear. Um, and so <laughs> for us, that's kind of a bad thing because the things that we wear are now read in a different in a different social context or different way. Um, it's like, uh, well, you know, it, 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 it's also more of a situation where like, oh, why are you dressed like that? You know, it's not <laughs> just hanging like out that. now. Now it's you know, no, and now it's like you're going on a date. Like, why? Why would you do it? You mm-hmm. know, and now with dating apps, you know, where you're supposed to distill your whole thing into a, into what six photos or whatever. Yeah, it can be kind of hard to, to show off what your what your style is and whatever. And and again, I'm saying this as someone who primarily wears suits. This might be more of a problem for me than it is for people who don't wear suits mm-hmm. uh, like five or six days of six days a week. And so. Yeah. yeah, it's just uh, it's interesting. I mean, we didn't we did a podcast, no, well a video, po- a stream more like it with our good friend Young Chomsky, which is available linked in the show notes. Sure is. Um, or in my essay, where we call it is wearing like is wearing menswear unattractive, <laughs> or is it bad? Is it bad to be into menswear while you're dating? Um, and I think we agreed like it's kind of bad, <laughs> like <laughs> it's not it's not helpful, right? 
I mean, I think, you know, uh, I don't know, we'll get into it. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I think it depends on uh, who you're going out with, I guess. That, that is true. Yeah. Like, I think in general, right, because most guys, they want to attract as many people as possible. I think doing anything that is alienating or, I guess, niche and wearing suits, wearing vintage clothing is niche in the wider scheme of things. Yeah. I mean, again, uh, we'll get into more specifics bad. about this, but I honestly think... I don't know if you're if you're just being more selective about who you want to go out with. If you think about, yeah, the the kind of the kind of uh, partner you want, then I don't know. I kind of I kind of dress in a way that I, I hope that person that that you know that girl would appreciate. Um, yeah. And so you know I don't know. I want I would uh, not necessarily want to be with someone who would be weirded out by like suits or you know fucking any of the stuff that I'm interested in or whatever you know. That's that's really funny because I feel like in in my past, um, and I don't have a, like a huge dating experience. I only started dating like after or like right at the, at the end of college. Um, I always felt like my issue was I had to teach someone to appreciate suits. You know, like I feel like I don't know. Maybe this is like a like a little bit of a, a self esteem issue, most likely. But it's also like I. I I always since I always grew up with with suits being weird mm-hmm. and not not like in an overt bad like not in like a bully way or, or that in a way that I was like intentionally like only by myself but it is still noticeable that I'm like the only one in my group friend group who wears tailoring um it's still hard to be like okay they might they might like me like personality wise but but the suits are like a begrudging thing that they have to deal with you know it's like it's like it's like a not emotional baggage but physical baggage that you would see and so you know i think i know early on um i didn't have that that idea that oh you know i would i would date someone who was into fashion because even people who were into fashion especially back then might not and and i guess this is still true now the people who are into fashion may not necessarily mean that they are into or appreciative of my style mm-hmm. of dress and of course you know that that's the whole you know as, as i know now that's the whole point of dating to find someone that fits it but you know it when you're when you're younger especially someone who didn't have experience and, and who went to a christian school and there's a lot of other factors that might be working against you with dating um uh it, you, it's easy to go into the mindset of beggars can't be choosers mm-hmm. and so it's just kind of like oh you know and i'm sure a lot of guys in our discord well you know not maybe not everyone but like you know it, it's a common thing of uh, of when guys find menswear when they're already dating or when they're already, you know, married or whatever, it can be a thing where like the wife just, or their partner just has to kind of just deal, deal with it, you know? And we do know, Um, like, I know something like, I know that, um, Mark Chevalier, who is a a vintage guy for those not in the know, uh, he's like really, really big in the LA vintage scene. Um, and he is married and his wife like never comes to events and stuff like that. And like, I've, I've talked to him and he's like, oh yeah, my wife like hates dressing up. She hates all this shit. Like she is not into it at all. It's like, she looks like when we go out, she has to, she like begs me to dress down and stuff like that. Oh man. Yeah. See, and I guess, yeah, I mean, I don't want to make this uh, too deep of a two serious conversation, but I'm like, I'm always like, that's like my biggest, um, like confliction or like in my head it's like it's like do you do it but also like if it's a part of you how do you deal with that mm-hmm. too you know what i mean and and it's like and as i tried to push in the discord and i think we'll get into later it's like at what level is compromise there and um you know because ideally right i think like everyone like oh yeah you'd want to you want to date someone who is already kind of into it or like you know kind of gets it but i think as i've known now especially after dating Isabel for three years 
it doesn't necessarily mean that they understand it the same way that you do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of hard to like, like even like, I think we, we get this a lot with, um, when we talk about like a wedding or dress code attire, where just in, even in our own discord or in like the GQ discord where someone's like, Oh yeah, black tie. And then like someone literally like in their head, they think, Oh, I just need to wear a black necktie. Yeah. Like, even if you say words, it doesn't mean that they all know what exactly what you're going for, you know? And, I think yeah. Again, with with dating, it's like since it's it's kind of hard to you know put all that together. And of course, clothing is not the only thing that you're supposed to look for mm. in a partner. Um, it can be really? kind of interesting to kind of to kind of battle that. Yeah, no, surprising, surprising enough, right? Hmm. Um, but yeah, I think you know, especially with tailoring, right? It, it is it is about like connotations like that's kind of like the hardest part of of being into uh, being into this or especially when it's like a vintage style because people have all of these you know like the historical context of all this kind of stuff right like you know when you wear 30s clothing you feel dapper that feels more trussed up and if someone is not into that um they might think that you're trying to make it about you they're trying to make it think it's or it's about like you know you're trying to make this event bigger than it is you know what i mean like you know if, if like if me and isabel were gonna go to get burger king or whatever yeah i mean or, i think I, I think you know again yeah. i think it's also a difference if like you know now now a lot of times when you uh, in the 21st century when you meet someone chances are uh, before you meet for the first time you've exchanged social media or maybe you met through social media or something like that that's and true, so, yeah. for example, like, you know, if so, I, I think we've talked about this, like, we've made this point before just in conversation. But, it, yeah, if, like, someone opens up your Instagram and every photo of you is wearing, like, a fucking every, you know, you're always wearing a suit, I feel like, you know. They shouldn't be surprised. They shouldn't be surprised. That's going to, like, that's going to, like, kind of set the tone. And, and maybe yeah. it'll make it seem like, yes, it's less of occasion because this is, like, what I tend to wear all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, totally. It is. It, that's kind of funny because I, I know we'll talk about what we wear to dates later on. But since I've always had, uh, or, or when I started dating, I had the whole thing of like, you know, menswear is like my secret shame, and yet I post it everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Every it was day. like a thing of like on a date. Yeah, on a date, I would wear like the plainest clothing. Like I maybe I'd wear like I wouldn't even wear sport. Card. I would wear like jeans, a t-shirt. It just like vaguely fifties, but like I think even that I didn't have like too wide of a leg of jeans or whatever. Um, and it'd be kind of funny, right, where you would meet someone and, of course, my dating profile at the time had more of, like, regular photos or photos. Because back then you would, you would have, like, Tinder or, like, I guess not Hinge, but, like, Tinder uh, photo shoots where you would, you know, take a couple pictures with your friends. Mm. Like, kind of like headshots, yeah. you know, and, you know, and, you know, the idea of, like, a candid photo was, was still rare. And so, like, these girls would have, like, <laughs> no idea. That, and it's like, and then, you know, and I feel like, and I wrote this in my notes later on, but it was like, no wonder they would think that, like, clothing is like a costume or like an influencer thing because, like, they didn't see it tied to the lifestyle yeah. that I was presenting, right? It felt like I was putting on airs. Mm-hmm. And so. And you were breathing them. I just think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, H two O. H two O. Breathing. Yeah. Water. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fish, baby. Whoa. Fish called Wanda. He's got gills. Uh, never seen that movie. What a um, fish but called Selma. No, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, episode. it was it was kind of it was kind of interesting to kind of like you know to kind of break through that um, because and it is hard. Like it's hard to combat people's ideas on dates. Like you're not. That's right. It, you're fighting. And an I've idea, had a couple. Not a man. Well. 
Well, it's like I, I've had a couple of dates too where like uh, clearly it's not meant to be, yeah, but it's yeah. like they'd be like, well, why are you wearing like you know you go on a date and like oh yeah I've got to ask you, like why are you wearing a suit and I'm like mm-hmm. oh I like this and, and like they just they just don't they just don't get yeah, it and yeah. I think at that at that point like that's not that's not really about like oh they're not into fashion it's like they're almost like antagonistic to my style and I'm like okay well that's clearly like not like we're not seeing eye to eye there yeah. or like you know. Um, they just don't see the merit of the expression, you know, and I think it's important that later on, you know, you find someone um, that that kind of gets it. Mm-hmm. But, of course, there is the other aspect of this is where instead of, like, dressing for yourself, maybe you should dress the way that you want to attract people. And I, I, I think that there should be an update to all this stuff because I think most fashion bloggers today, especially menswear ones, are still stuck in, like, 20, 2010. Because I have an article from Real Men Real Style. Wow. And this is... Last updated December two thousand twenty-three, and um, and uh, you know they have a whole bunch of, of suggestions for you, and here is attractive. St- I'm just gonna go through this real quickly. But yeah. number one, stylish footwear. Mm-hmm. So you gotta wear chukka boots, Chelsea boots, oh. wingtip boots. Oh man, I do. I here's the thing. I do think, and you know, I guess I've been out of the game for like three years, but um. I think this still kind of makes sense, you know, yeah. like like leather shoes, like something that's not a sneaker. I, mean, I think people okay. still Some, do. Something we like. should talk about again. Yeah, all women are beautiful and perfect creatures, but uh, they don't. A lot of them do not <laughs> know shit about men's clothing, and they really think they do. Um, and I don't know. I feel like there are, again, none of, none of the women that I have gone at least on second uh, or third dates with or whatever. But I feel I feel like there are a lot of women whose idea of like what is a stylish and like fashionable man is still like very much like fucking like twenty thirteen, like literally like a decade behind the times and stuff like that. That is true. So um, I don't know. I'm not surprised to still see it's like yeah, wear some nice slim dark jeans and chukka boots or whatever. Yeah. No. I mean, I remember on the podcast on the stream a while back. Um, we went through in Subtle Asian Leftovers, which is like a, a group. It's it's just an Asian online group uh, with like 50,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the mod did, um, the, it's, she did a whole thing of like, men, say what, what women, what, say what you want, like you, the hottest thing a woman could wear. Mm-hmm. And, and in true Barney Stinson fashion, um, he said, they said sundresses. <laughs> there and, you go. So when they and then when the when they asked the ladies what they what they want to see in a man, they all said a dark slim fit shirt with the sleeves rolled oh, up. Dude, they love rolled up sleeves so much. They love so they love funny it so to much. Me. I, I I see that on like Twitter or like yeah like on like you know whatever. That was, like that's on that's on Tumblr still, man. Yeah, we're we're it's yeah. like it's like what is the male equivalent of lingerie, and all the comments are just like rolled sleeves, and I'm like uh, okay. Do you, do you, I think yeah. we've talked about this too. Do you guys know people who don't know how to roll their sleeves? Cause I think I do. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I know, I know I'm guys who, with, when they want good, to like roll people. their sleeves, they will just like push them up. We don't, we don't associate that's, with them That's anymore. insane. Yeah. That doesn't physically, that doesn't like how, wh- wh- how does your mind get to I that? don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works. It seems like rolling sleeves is very easy cause it's, you do the action that it's, like it's called it's called rolling your sleeves but you know what's funny you look at a picture Uh, yes yeah i'm look i'm looking back at this i mean i'm looking back at the facebook thing rolled up sleeves below below below, elbows wait below the elbows so like that's the dad rolled sleeve that's like the obama on the campaign trail rolled sleeve that's right yeah with jeans or something yeah um 
That's funny. Uh, I always <laughs> that's that is kind of funny. I always thought the high roll. Yeah, sleeves was another person one. said. Someone said also three quarter sleeve shirts. Wait, like that, baseball tees. I don't know what that. I, don't oh, I think, think they're talking. I think they're talking about like the like long sleeve baseball tees. It goes whatever, right to like the forearm. Yeah, like the forearm then. Yeah, yeah. It's... All guys look good in a black t-shirt. Okay. Okay. Well tailored suit. I mean, what's funny is that you know someone says here, um, uh, they want the GQ look, and I think it's so funny because modern GQ is like crazy now that compared to like three years ago. But also, like I think three years ago, Will Welch was still like one of the top dogs. I mean, now he's like editor in chief or whatever. I feel like three years ago, it still was pretty crazy. It's like they think GQ of like 2012, yeah, right? Like, no, that's exactly. what they're that's thinking what in their heads. It's like a, like a lot of women like follow like women's fashion and are knowledgeable about that, but they do not at all follow men's fashion, and so they're. Like I said, there there are women I talk to that their idea of like a fashionable man is like straight up like yeah, twenty thirteen, you know. Yeah, but I do think the more the more in tune with social media they are. Like if you're dating like a TikTok girl, I feel like you might be able to get away with some stuff. I feel like this is this at first this is going to be like a more ne- ne- negative podcast, yeah. but I feel like today with with fashion. Um, becoming more and more prevalent as a hobby that people are getting into. You know, people doing regular get ready with me videos. Uh-huh. People are doing hauls. I mean, that's all consumerist stuff. But I think that nowadays it's funny because like the tide is like shifted completely. Where like a guy, a girl's like, I don't want to date a guy in Chelsea boots and skinny pants. Mm-hmm. I want to date a guy in like baggy jeans and like Doc Martens or whatever. Okay. And that could be because most TikTok skews younger, and that's kind of what's trending there. Because well, again, now but the, I feel like the, the it's a little bit of a carryover. The prevailing menswear advice that I find online from people who are not necessarily into menswear that I think is wrong is just like when they're just like I never want to see another man wearing a boring suit again and they'll t- take a picture of like some guy at a red carpet wearing like a big like sparkly you know like fucking like you know avant-garde thing or they're wearing a dress or whatever and again no shade to any of that like if you want to wear that that's fine but I don't want to like I don't want to dress like that I'm sorry it's like I don't want to wear the 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 uh, Billy, who what's the guy's name? Billy Porter. Oh. I don't want to dress like Billy Porter. Like, I'm sorry. I think he looks good, but I don't want to dress like that. That's not my style. Yeah. No, I think it's. I mean, I I guess that the good thing is that what we've accepted, I think, has just expanded yeah. over over the whole thing. But see, I wish people um, wouldn't I... be so dismissive of quote unquote boring old suits because I feel like those can look good too. Just most people do not wear them well. Well, you know, the funny thing is that I think we talk about this. I think it's just because naturally our style is more bolder anyway. Mm. I feel like, you know, like I remember talking in the Wee John's Discord. Um, hey, shout out, shout them out real quick because it's free. Um, I don't, actually, I don't know if that's a public thing. Whatever. Okay. Uh, they, there, there is, a, there is a Discord for it. Whatever. Um, but I remember, like, you know, I, I, I think I was talking to someone, and, they were, and we were saying like how, like, you know, people, you know, people think suits are boring, or people don't want to do them, whatever. And I start, start talking about mine, and someone goes like, "Yeah, but I feel like the way you wear it is like inherently just like not that." And I'm like, "That's true. Like, if I was like, if I was dressing like like Anglo Italian, like Jake Grantham, and I was like 24, I feel like yeah, people might not." read me as you know artistic mm-hmm. or art you know art, artist enthusiast guy i think they would just see me as like a, a corporate guy because they wear like a gray suit with a blue like a plain blue shirt and like a dark tie but of course even though i do that from time to time today i think it's a little bit quirkier that because i'm wearing like a sweater vest and a beret and i'm wearing with, with funky sunglasses or whatever i feel like naturally you're you're able to kind of escape that you know and so it's 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 better now to kind of escape those those like those drab suit connotations and i think you know in terms of like what we wear to on dates 
um I, I probably wouldn't do something that's overtly corporate yeah. you know i think it's good to wear like a brown suit for example um yeah because yeah again it's it, it, and it's also again like i said earlier like elements of prep and menswear are in the zeitgeist guys are wearing loafers to dates mm-hmm. again you know the idea of like the skinny like ripped moto jeans guy with a long line tee you might see them but they might be like 40 or 50 now yeah. they're not going to be like a 25 year old i think 25 year olds like i mean i i think it's cool even though i feel like there's an element of like sex appeal and a little bit of like dressing for the algorithm and and, and zeitgeist which of course you can't escape with dating because that's the the whole point is to look cool yeah but i at least like that you know guys are wearing a blazer with with trousers and loafers to a date um you know even if they're wearing it with like a with like a wife pleaser or like a like a like a you know knit polo or whatever even if it's that case it makes what i'm wearing just a little bit closer even though i'm wearing a tie and the spear point collar like i'm closer to that than i am with the again the moto g and you know hustler guy or whatever i think that that's helping me i mean I, I don't I don't I would never want to be single again. Knock on wood. We don't have to repeat this episode another three or four years. Um, no. But um, you know, but I think it's a good thing that if I was single again, I I assume the journey wouldn't be as hard as it was you know five years ago when I'm like you know one of the few guys who is um who is wearing tailoring. I mean, what's really funny is that one of the couple of first dates I went on with, with a girl a while back, um, she was like, oh yeah my friends know who you are because they've seen you on Reddit all the time. Hmm. And I said, like, what do they think of it? This is like, this is like six years ago. And she's like, I don't think they like it. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's <laughs> you know? But then today there's the opposite problem where girls, my girlfriends um, in New York will be like, I, I went out with someone who like recognized me from your Instagram. I'm like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> but I do post my friends a lot, but I think that that's kind of funny with like, Hey, I've seen you on Ethan's Instagram. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a little boy. Eww. Um, yeah, do we want to get I think, into what we wear? Yeah, yeah. We can... Yes, let's let's talk about that because I think to quote Alex, I mean maybe the uh, this is getting a little bit ahead of it, but like I think what we wear is a little bit, or at least used to be women repelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, this article doesn't exist anymore because oh, no. I, it was on the, the old Jackal Mag, which doesn't you know it's a, it's another publication that I guess doesn't exist. So unfortunately, this article is is gone to the aether and so all i have is like their reddit comments for it but it was an article called like why why we and it's you know it's a menswear magazine why we love women repelling menswear and it includes stuff like like tweed you know uh there's also like pair boots and it's funny because pair boots even though i think they're so cool and of course fashion mf think it's cool people still don't like they think they're like uh, pair boots shoes they like they weird. look like orthopedic shoes yeah. and i'm like they don't they don't even look like that it's i think crazy. they don't people not just even, see chunky I, shoes and even... think they look like orthopedic shoes i haven't heard that before about pair boots specifically maybe, yeah maybe, maybe chunky sneakers though yeah. but not yeah and so i think it's kind of funny because i think our journey with with dating attire has always been like we should wear what we like yeah and we, you know, you can't sacrifice that. Like I said earlier about me wearing the plainest outfits, and I'm sure I'm just gonna clip this. I'm gonna have a picture of me like, like wearing like, like a like a, a gray t-shirt and jeans, and be like, this is what I wore on a date because mm-hmm. I think that the woman would, the, you know, the the person I, I want to impress will be less impressed with a suit, and I have to I have to win them over before I can wear this. Um, of course, that that's changed. Um, but yeah, I think that that's basically sums up the journey, at least for me, of just like finding a way to be myself while still being true to what I'm 
what I like. I mean, that could be it with anything, right? It's the same thing with like even just like writing your dating prompt, like not even clothes. Like you just want to convey something of yourself. Yeah. You know. Um, but Spencer, what, how, how, you know, did you date anyone in high school? Like, did anything no, like, went, how did it went, change? Well, cause the thing is I went to, uh, a really, really small, uh, high school that was like, my, my graduating class was like 50 people or less. Uh, and the problem, I like how you always say that, but we, we all have the same exact yeah, yeah, high exactly. school experience. Yeah, I was going to say that, join the club of three. Spencer. Yeah, I know, I know. But, um, here's the thing. Yeah. I was, uh, such a friendly and charming guy that I was just friends with all the ladies, you know, <laughs> I didn't really, <laughs> oh, man. yeah. Um, I, I was friends with uh, some of them, <laughs> but no, anyway, no, I didn't really date in high school. I started dating in college when I got on the apps and yeah, I feel like at that point I was just kind of like desperate for like anybody. And so I would kind of do the same thing where. I would still wear vintage stuff because that's, you know, all I own, but um, I would try to tone it down or make it look more contemporary, stuff like that. Um, but like I said, and all the, you know, all the women that I've gone out with on multiple dates have been people that were kind of like accepting of the style and, you know, if not like into it, they, you know, they, they didn't think it was like weird or lame or whatever. Um so I, I think now my average date outfit, I have like a couple formulas and it's again, like it's not me compromising my style. It's stuff that I like. It's stuff that I'd wear on a daily basis. But, you know, it's like, you know, what we talk about, the concept of like sexy menswear or whatever. So the yeah, the, the going out look. Yeah. Yeah. So it's either I, I like wearing like I still like wearing like sport, like the two jackets I like wearing because I think that I just look the best in them. It's the most flattering on me um, are uh, sport coats uh, or. Uh, you, you know, if if I want to go for a more casual vibe, I like doing like short jackets and stuff like that because I like, like I said, I think both of those are pretty flattering on, my, on me. Um, so a go-to date outfit is like, you know, uh, it's funny that we said that tweed is like a women repelling, like menswear thing because I do wear tweed jackets all the time to dates, uh, and I'll wear that with like, yeah, like um, either just like an ocbd or like you know a work shirt that's unbuttoned a lot uh, i have that with the tank top underneath um and then usually distressed jeans and like cowboy boots i think is my go-to <laughs> date shoe um but yeah like i said i don't know i i i like i i think it's kind of you know if you have you worn the... ties on dates no i don't wear because <laughs> i also don't wear ties like regularly that's true um but you know i feel like it is like self-selecting how you dress on dates you know like because again like the people that uh, like i want to go out with i don't care if they're like necessarily you know like as i i i i care deeply about like you know like art and uh like creativity and stuff like that and i want people if they're not at least open like you know as into the it, it, it as i am or into the same things I would want them to be open-minded about it. Like, I feel like if I can't have discussions with someone about, like, you know, a book or a movie or a song or if we go to a museum or something and they're just kind of, like, not into it, I don't think I'm going to – That's gonna. I don't think that's going to work out long-term. Um, yeah. No, I was, I was going to say I feel like, you know, even though clothes are not – are just one aspect of someone's, you know, expression, not necessarily personality, it's mm-hmm. just what they're putting out there – I think, you know, it is a good evaluator in yeah. the sense of like, you know, if they are open to it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole like, like book, like book core, I think, as, as Derek has put it, you know, like you're looking like you go, 
to the local independent bookstore, you go to author reading, you, go, you know, you go to author readings, you go to the museums and everything like that. I feel like that's an important thing. And, and yeah. there is a style to that kind of person. And so it just makes sense. Like, you know, you would want to be open to dating someone like that. Yeah. It would be, and I, I don't think it's inherently like, you're not, you're not saying this, but I know that some people, some guys I've met who are into menswear would be like, oh, they're, you know, I wouldn't want to date someone who's into athleisure. Mm-hmm. And it's not because it's casual. It's because I guess it's just like, you know, when you're afforded more avenues of expression, yeah, you might take different no, choices. And I have to, gone out to with, achieve that. It's like I, I don't know. I would like my partner to have like a, a distinct sense of style or something like that. Because again, you know, I like talking about that with people. It would be nice to have these discussions. But I have gone out with uh, with with, a, with you know women that yeah do wear like athleisure a lot, but we can still discuss things like art or music or movies or whatever. Because they're still interested in that, but yeah, I feel like if you go out with someone and they they freak out because you're wearing a tweed jacket or something, that's like a that's a bad sign for for things to come. Um, yeah, and also I, I don't think, know. I think it's also yeah. helps as we're entering our mid to late thirties or thirties, sorry, twenties. <laughs> Anyways, we're entering our mid to late twenties. Don't say that. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, that um, you know, I it's it's more and more common for even the you know, the, the girl that I'm going out with uh, uh, to, to dress up a little bit, at least for the first date, you know, it's not... Right, because at, at this at this demographic, right, like like the quality, not the quality of the date, or like like the, the level, I guess, mm-hmm. of what you might be doing is different. Like, I could see, again, if you're in high school and you're going to get, like, a boba, yeah. you know, wearing a suit to that just kind of is weird. But if you're, like, you know, again, you're, you're in your mid to late 20s and, you, you know, you go to a dinner, it doesn't have to be, like, fucking Nobu or anything mm-hmm. like that. But, it, you know, you're going to, like, an Italian restaurant yeah, yeah. you know you, you might be wearing a sport coat and you might get boba afterward if the date's going pretty well or you know a little little nightcap for you mm-hmm. um but i feel like yeah it does make sense i mean th- this, this episode gets less relevant uh, or the the the, the ires of dating while in menswear gets mm-hmm. less relevant the older that you get because yeah. of just the level of people you know and then it's also like yeah if you're dating as a student you might be you, the, you know the girl or guy that you might be dating might be wearing athleisure because you're studying all the time or, or you know or your you know your first stages of your job but as you get older you know you get more established in your career you know people also look forward to dates yeah. you know people want to dress up for those things which i think is really cool and like i said earlier about fashion becoming more of a hobby i think people are like oh yeah like what's like you know I, it, people aren't saying this but it, it is a little bit of cinematic dressing it's like oh what's my like what, yeah. what person am i going to be for this date and i think yeah. people do really like that idea people want to get into that mindset um and so, I mean, I guess to bring it to bring it to me now, I think I do that. But like again, early on, it was like, oh, I gotta look, I gotta be the normal guy mm. on this date, and so I gotta wear this T-shirt and jeans. And you know, I, I it's like one of those things where I knew Chelsea boots were in. It, I mean, this this whole example is kind of similar to me, Ethan, you know, the whole journey to being Ethan or, you know, Ethan style how it's progressed because it's like early dating attire, you know. Um, when I would, you know, I found the haircut that I liked, the undercut that yeah. was, you know, I didn't have to have the weird faux hawk, you know, it was trying to be, it was like, like with hair, it was exactly what I knew was, would be safe and in the zeitgeist enough. So mm. like, again, having an undercut, wearing a, I guess crew neck t-shirts aren't exactly like, like in zeitgeist, they're, they're an evergreen thing, but wearing it with like, like, you know, black jeans, wearing it with Chelsea boots, wearing it with, um, a short jacket because back then Heidi Sloman wore like, you know, the cropped, uh, double rider side with a lot of leather jackets or whatever. And, and, and plus I, I loved wearing them in vintage casual and it could, they get worked with, you know, my, my, my dating style. But of course, as I alluded to earlier, it would just, 
you know, I would go out on dates with girls who I just would not get it, or at least didn't, not just my clothing, but like, you know, just maybe someone who didn't have the same ideas that I had. Maybe they wanted more of like a regular guy who wasn't as obsessed with the nuances of, 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 of music in this yeah. particular scene or, or, or like photographing things or, or, or whatever and going to art museums in the way that I do. And so as I became more comfortable being myself. And I remember this specifically because back in like 2017, where I think you could argue that my style started to get really kind of honed in, right? I was working at Scott Chang, finished with college. You know, I was wearing Ivy. I, you know, I was kind of, I was kind of becoming the Ethan that we all know and love today. Hopefully ask Isabel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But um, I think there I, I, I met, I met the Gooch brothers, you know, J- uh, uh, Josh Gooch. And I remember like I was hanging out with him and I, you know, he was going out on a date and he was like putting on a tie, but also like a leather jacket and like a, like a little flat cap, you know, very, I mean, you know, not necessarily something that I would do, but definitely like, you know, the rock musician guy, but like who's into vintage, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't like Harry Styles. He was still kind of like a, a dark workwear, if you would call it that. And I was like, Oh wow. Like you're actually putting on the tie. Like, uh, like that's wild. And he was like, well, I mean, that's what I do every day. Why wouldn't I do that? And I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. Because I know for me, if I knew I was going on dates, you know, I, you know, I was working at Ascot Chang. Uh, it's all the way in Beverly Hills. Um, but I, I, you know, I'd wear a suit every day. I didn't always want to change, but I'd always like, because I have this idea of what I was going to be doing later on and dates are almost always in advance. They're not, or, or you know, they're not, they're not always spontaneous. I would always wear like my my jean outfits with a sport coat or or a suit outfit that I would look still look good with a tie without a tie like I would just take off the tie and it would be like I you know a going out look or whatever. I would always do that because I've always felt like it would be too intimidating for these for these people I would go on dates with. But that that conversation, that very brief sentence from Josh, I was like, damn, I should just be myself. And I remember one time where I did go on a date with someone. We had poke and boba, and I wore a um. I wore like my, my brown cotton suit with like an OCBD rep stripe tie. And I think I had a bucket hat on because I was still, you know, my, my undercut hair wasn't slouchy, but wearing a bucket hat was. And, you know, you might be like, oh, that's a weird choice for a date. But I remember like going on a date and I, they, were, they were asking me like, oh, um, that's, you know, why are you so dressed up? Like, oh, this is what I was wearing today. You know, mm-hmm. I, mean, I work in menswear. They go, oh, okay. And that's it. And I'm like, oh shit! Like it's it's totally fine. And so, um, but that but that that with that girl, I you know we're we're still mutuals today. But it's you know it's not we're, you know it's just friends. But eventually, the more I leaned into it, the more I would date people who also had fun with their clothing, um, and and you know and 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 just more more. And it just naturally they they were into the same things that I was. You know they they might not like film scores in that way, but they would see the merit of that. You know they they're into poetry and they like writing these narratives and and getting expression from words. You know there was just the more I became more of what I wanted and more confident I was, the more the quality of the dates was better. And of course, the less animosity I had yeah. uh, when it happened. I will say, uh, again, all women are queens. Um, but I remember one time on a date, I, w- I mentioned I was writing an article about um, a thin belts and they could, for the life of them, could not understand why thin belts were cool. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's, I mean, they, they, were like ant- they were like heavily antagonistic to it. And I think it was also just like, funny yeah but it was still like like this is kind of a weird conversation yeah. to have where they're like well wouldn't it be better if it was big because like you would hold your pants up better i'm like i i guess i, don't I, don't, I mean i feel like works. i'm i don't i, I guess. mean yeah i you know 
I know uh, if she's listening to this, please tell me if I remembered uh, the, 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 the argument uh, correctly. Um, but the funny thing is I never got, and maybe just because I still looked young and, and some of the date, like the beard is relatively new ish, but I never got the professor thing. Just like mm-hmm. you did Spencer. Did like the best, what was the, what was the best comment? It, it was, was like, it was, I matched with you. Cause I can't believe you do yeah, this. It's like, why, I'm, it's like, why do you dress like an English professor? It's like, do you actually dress like this in real life or something? And I think that was also at a time where I don't, I don't remember if I had the beard, but yeah, my, uh, Tinder picks probably weren't the I don't know. They were cool for menswear guys, Ultimate but probably first. not best for Tinder, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was like she like, and then she like unmatched with the after you said yeah, yeah, something said, like. Those, said, you said you said. Uh, it's like a lot of older Japanese men on Instagram love my style. <laughs> and then unmatched. And unmatched. I mean, at that point, I was like, I don't think this is gonna work out. So I just wanted to be funny. <laughs> Which is really, I mean, like, I feel like if she was genuinely interested in you, I feel like she would have been like. What, what like what does that mean? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know, but she clearly. I mean, you know, I I wonder if you're, you know, if if we were ever. I, I don't want this to happen, but to be in a compilation of of stuff. But I feel like we're like five years out of these of these stories. That uh-huh. I feel like it's there's there's worse people out there. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna know? we're gonna be the new West Elm Caleb, but it's gonna be for something very innocuous. Spearpoint Ethan. Yeah, Spearpoint Ethan, and then there's gonna be like some <laughs> billboard from like PepsiCo being like, "Don't be like Spearpoint Ethan. Buy this." That yeah. was maybe the craziest by, thing by that's Pepsi. happened in recent years. Yeah, when, like is, when is. big brands were like piling on this random dude on Twitter. Yeah, a Wendy's or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I hop. I really hate that. I remember. I think I saw something. Um, I can't. I guess yeah, it's not a good story because I can't remember literally what the what the drama was or the company that responded to it. Uh-huh. But I remember like seeing this company respond about this drama and being like, oh, the we- "Well, the West Elm Caleb thing Why? is just because he like ghosted women. He would just like go on a couple." No, days no, and- I know. Oh, okay. I-, I think there was, there was something else like similar. Like it was mm-hmm. like a Tinder story, and like and like it was like it wasn't like Moscot. It was like some random ass brand. Like in like you know the verified thing, and they were like like this guy ain't it. And then the person comes up and thanks brand, and I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. I hate that we're living in this right now. This sucks. You know, <laughs> it's not cool. Um, <laughs> But I think the ultimate thing here, uh, the whole the whole um, lesson for me is that I don't dress to be attractive. I mean, <laughs> the whole thing yeah. is I dress because I'm trying to find the person that also thinks this is attractive. You know what I mean? Like it's a very self-selecting yes. thing. And the issue that I have, um, like with anything, is that the more niche it is, the harder it is to find that. Because again, I've matched with a lot of like indie girls who kind of get it, but there's been a couple times where like they still think like kind of probably like Spencer where they match for the novelty of it. And I've had discussions about like, they, they think I'm like a, <laughs> I'm an establishment guy, which I think is so funny, but it's, it's like, it still does happen where it, you know, e- even if you're putting stuff out there, it's still, people will still read it wrong, which mm-hmm. again can be true of literally anything you put out there. Even if you, you know, just cause you say a joke doesn't mean people will read it that way. But I think when, when you're chosen attire, I'm talking about this guy, I'm pointing at myself when your attire is what is normally worn by, you know, college Republicans, wasps, yeah. uh, fucking Rockefellers, yeah. whatever. It is hard to do that. And, um, uh, you know, not everyone will read it that way, both good and bad, but it's, it's just something that we, you know, we have to deal with. Um, what about, what about you, MJ dating attire? Uh, well, I have the advantage of, you know, coming into clothing after Ethan has experimented <laughs> and, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, what fits of mine did not get a second date and you know, what fits did. And so it's yeah. like, yeah, well, <laughs> just yeah. wear the good, wear the proven stuff. Yeah. 
because yeah you're, you already you already talked about like the two extremes right where it was like too too you, you felt like some things were too much or too uh too over the top in, in some sense and then you had the um too too quote-unquote safe or too regular right um so uh yeah i'm able to pull inspo from like your 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 cooler like edgier fits where mm-hmm. um it's still you know it's still within within like my style or, or within things that i like and still be um you know still communicate that this is something like i'm interested in or this is what i want to look like um and 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 not and not kind of have that uh what would you call it that like the secret menswear was like your your secret shame shame yeah (laughs) like maybe maybe if they just like an open it's an open secret right like that's kind of the funny part if they if they like me enough uh maybe i can wear like you know my my full like iv fits and and stuff like that like later on um you know rather than just leaning into into like like what josh was saying well they're probably going to find out one way or another and might as well just you know just show out every time mm-hmm. yeah i mean but like what's your what's your guys's like like mentality on it like do you dress up like 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 are you trying to be like a little bit edgier i mean i guess we kind of talked about that with the going out look there is inherent sex appeal yeah. and because i'm wearing that like i mean that's the whole point of the going out look it is a look for going out and so that is different than my staying in or not going out attire and i do think obviously on a, on a date it, it you're going out with someone and so it just makes sense to do that right like yeah to, to kind of be a little bit edgier mm-hmm. i mean again i would say that i don't necessarily think about the level of formality again it like you know that there might be a difference where it's like yeah if we're just meeting for quick coffee i might not do a sport coat that's my what i might do like a leather jacket or something but um i'm generally dressed that's mainly the only consideration i'm mostly dressing for what I think I look the best in, I guess, mm-hmm. versus, versus like, you know, the yeah. Formality. What outfit of yours is the best version of you for yeah, that? Yeah. Cause I mean, you approach it, right. Like on your first date, like you don't, you still don't know if you're going to go on a second date, uh-huh. right? You, like there's just, you might as well go, I guess all out, mm. which is funny because on the coffee date, I would wear a suit to that. I wouldn't wear, it's, it's one of those things where, <laughs> maybe this is my this is my ego talking yeah. here if they don't if they don't get me at my suit they're not gonna get me at my leather jacket there you go. so it's they're not gonna get the, the sexy suit thing. Thing. if they follow me on instagram they're gonna see that all the time but you know <laughs> yeah that's true yeah <laughs> that's true no i mean i think what um what what's it called uh kiyoshi was saying because i know we tried to talk about this and i mean we'll spend the last half of the episode as you know um talking about relationship attire that's something that i will have to take over unfortunately for you guys well i do want to talk um, about my recent uh singles night speed dating experience. oh yes yeah that we got we got that too but i was gonna say uh for for dates like you know do you dress uh, you should dress authentically instead of aspirationally i think mm. some people might dress up people i mean people see suits as aspiration right when, when their life doesn't really have that i'm talking like when you dress like a hustler right yeah. um, but hustler. i think it's good to dress that's true or hustle the hustle or the hustle <laughs> or, or or dirty rod scandals or hustlers the, the magazine yeah or hustler yeah. magazine uh, but I think I think it's good. Like I think you know to dress like the person that you are instead of the person that you know that you just 
that you that you want to project in a fake way. Like you don't want it to be like that's what's that's what makes it cosplay. You know what's you know? I, actually I think... I'm I I'm looking at photos of Paul Newman and the Hustler and this is kind of how I dress on dates. So I do do that. <laughs> you do do that. I was gonna say I, do I think do I do dress like Frasier at the coffee shop. <laughs> like I think I think actually you know when I talk about my dating attire I do wear for that sex but I do wear like a darker a darker suit and so it's like you know like it just ends up being like, well, the long answer is Armani, but mm -hmm. uh, in my head, it's still a bit like a Fraser Crane on a date, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, Spencer, tell me about, tell me about your, your, your recent well, speed dating thing. What yes. did you wear to that? So that I did, I did my classic dating look, which was tweed jacket. Um, I wore that Love with a uh, dark OCBD jeans and I think I just did OCBD, not, not, not a sports shirt. No, I did the dark shirt. OCBD because here's, here was my thought. I told, it's like, I told you, yeah, it's like, I just right. was going to do. You know, it was a singles night at a local, uh, like, repertory theater, like an indie theater. Um, and so I was assuming that a lot of the people there would be into movies because it's yeah. at a, it's hosted at a theater. Um, and so my kind of thought when putting together was my look. And this is also maybe a little bit, like, this is just how I dress on dates normally. But when I was putting yeah. together the outfit, I was trying to think, it's like, okay, it's like if I was, like, the protagonist of, like, a rom-com from, like, <laughs> yeah. 1971 or something. Like, you know, so there were, there were like, some elements of, like, I, 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 yeah, like I said, I did the brown check tweed jacket with a, uh, a dark blue, like, my navy blue uh, sport, or OCBD, uh, my distressed jeans, and then loafers. And so, you know, it was a little bit, like, you know, love story. It was a little bit, like, Woody Allen in Annie Hall, unfortunately. Um, oh, no! Uh, you know, some elements of, like, early 80s, like, Richard Gere, like, a little bit, you know, like, When Harry Met Sally, stuff like that. Um, and it was, it, was, it was interesting going to that because, uh, believe it or not, at this singles event hosted at a repertory theater, the ratio of genders was a little bit off. Uh, and so there's definitely a lot more guys than there were uh, women there, uh, and it was interesting just to <laughs> kind of like, like literally any and no, any course. dating thing yes. ever. <laughs> like any ed, like online dating is the exact same way, obviously. But it was it was funny yeah. to see it play out in real life. But the other great thing, and see, Ethan, I yeah. think it's it's too bad you aren't single and can't go to singles nights because you would have loved this. You because you get to watch <laughs> other people on dates and see their strategies. <laughs> And so you would go just to he could go just to watch. You right? could just people watch. You could just people watch. But anyway, I was it was it was what really funny to see or not funny but interesting to see what other guys would be wearing on their dates. A lot of guys did try to uh, dress up. Um, some guys were just wearing what looked like their you know like coolest outfit, um, and then there were other guys who were just kind of doing. Like, again, no offense, everyone, most, most of the people, like, you know, I would, because, again, the gender ratio was so off, so I would be mingling with the guys, too, a lot. They were all very nice, but, you know, you can imagine, I, and again, I was there, too, so, uh, but you can imagine the kind of guys that go to a singles night at a movie theater. Um, there were a lot of guys who were just wearing, like, movie t-shirts, but they had, like, slacks on and their only pair of dress shoes. Um, there was one guy who was doing the kind of, like, nerdy pea coat as a sport coat kind of look um love it there was one guy any, who was doing a any long the, uh, leather like trench yeah. coat or not trench coat it was like a long leather like overcoat like cut like you know with lapels like a suit jacket but i thought that was an interesting date jacket um like a what, like was a there was there or? any of the uh 
of the what do you call it the cardigan peacoat thing that we did we see like in no H-M. i didn't see i think i saw a guy in That'd be like, like a, a church thing at, be... like he was wearing a cardigan and a movie t-shirt but that was like okay like abed yeah ex- <laughs> like an abed yes, yes an abed um yeah and, but then i my... think in my head guys look like abed sheldon cooper yeah <laughs> or, or like yeah no, and see it's like listen i never i've never thought of my i'll be 100 percent honest i've never thought of myself as like a casanova or something but it was also kind of funny when like i would talk to some of the other guys who were like clearly nervous there was one guy who again nice guy i hope he doesn't ever listen to this episode but he had like a <laughs> he had like a gift bag and like he had like he had a bunch of like little anime figures no or card game shit or like little nerdy Please. things like that. And I was asking about him or asking about that, and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's part of my pitch or something." And I was like, "I don't know." I just talked to like because again, I was like, I think I used to get way more nervous on dates, but you know, as here's one good thing about getting a journalism degree: it kind of forces you to get out of your comfort zone and talk to a lot of people. So I think yeah, now yeah. I have been, I've gotten better at that where I don't really put any pressure on it. And I'm just like, I'm just going to go and have like a normal conversation with this person. Um, yeah. But a lot of the guys there did not seem to have that mindset where they were like, I need to make this a sales pitch or something. And again, yeah. this is, I'm not trying to sound like I'm bragging. But again, after I did my round of speed dating, I went back to the lobby. You were waiting on the phone numbers. You're like, oh, time to go home with all these, with my Rolodex full uh, right here, baby. Yeah, it's like I went out, I went back into the lobby because the option, like the, the, the lobby was like the hangout area. The auditorium was where they were doing the speed dating. They just sat up like a row of chairs in front of the front row uh, seats and you would just sit across from each other. Um, yeah. And so after that happened, I just went back in the lobby because I didn't want to just like stand on stage and watch everyone else do it. Maybe I should have. Maybe that would have been funny. But uh, <laughs> I was talking to some of the people in the lobby and two guys came out and like, hey, man, we're all rooting for you in there. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, we're just rooting for you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, and so in the end, I did actually, uh, you know, I, I there were six girls to like 20 guys and I did get a get a date. Um we watched up. literally one of the shittiest movies I have ever seen. Um, I need to tell you about this. I'm going to say the name of the movie. And again, I don't think the guy that made it follows me, but I did talk to him and he's a nice enough guy, but I don't know. If wait, should be wait hold on. You watched it and wait, hold on. So, no, okay, so, the speed, so here's, there? here's the event. It was a speed dating thing. And then they showed a series of like short films. Um, and the guy who was hosting the speed dating event, he like, he was the one that directed, like, I guess the feature presentation or whatever, like Good the main Lord. thing. Um, but no, it was so bad. And like I said, it wasn't just like a boring or like cliche thing. It like literally seemed like he didn't know how to make a movie. Like the the, the biggest <laughs> things that I noticed, literally zero attempt at any sort of sound mixing. So some sound, some scenes when they were dialogue, everything would be like drowned out by the droning of the lights above them or whatever the ac no and then it would like cut in and out in between them like talking like so it would just be silence and then you would hear the droning and stuff like that there were some scenes where it's like it seems like they were just using the on-camera mics and so you couldn't actually hear anyone because they were too far away um the camera kept losing focus and i don't think that was an artistic choice i think it was just like it happening but my favorite part so this what the basic plot of the movie and there's barely a plot but the basic plot is there's a hitman who's like 
fucking like robbing a Hyundai dealership or something. I don't know. They were shooting in front of a car dealership. I think they were doing guerrilla filmmaking and that was the place that they went to. Um, and then some guy in a cowboy hat is like, we got to kill this guy. And then nothing happens for a while. The guy just goes on a, like, he goes home and there's some kid living at his house. And he's like, yeah, this kid's my neighbor's kid, but his parents fucking hate him or something. And then he meets this girl and gets her number and then loses it. And then it's like a week later and he's walking on the street. It's funny. The next scene is like him standing on a street corner with his buddy and they're just standing there and it's like, man, it's cold out. What the hell are we doing here? And they never explain what they're doing. But then he sees the girl walk by and he's like, oh my God. That's her. And the guy's like, you gotta go follow her. And so he goes, follows her, he gets her number. She's like, okay, you lost my number, but I guess I'll give you a chance. And then they go and they, like, there's just an extended scene of them, like, walking around and making out. Um, And then some hitman comes and kills him at the end or something. And that's the movie. But my favorite part about it, it seems like there were several, like, sequences of him having to escape a place or, like, navigate an area. And I think that they used every single second of footage that they shot because there's a part of him leaving a parking structure and you know how it's like you can you can do some tricks where it's like you can just film on the same floor and you know just as long as you don't show the the signs that say what parking thing it is you can pretend that's a different floor you're a different part of the parking structure but he so it was him trying to escape from the parking structure on an e-bike and he was clearly just ru- going around in circles on the same thing because he would constantly pass by. It's like, this is parking spot 4E or something. And it would just be from, like, slightly different angles or, like, like sometimes the same angle just, like, twice. And it was just went on for three minutes. And the, the person I ended up going on a date with, I don't think that she was as into movies. But I was, like, you know, I was, you know, sitting there. We were having a good time. But that came on. And, the, like, I stopped paying attention to the date and was just like, what the fuck? I was like <laughs> reacting in my seat to everything happening and laughing out loud and making jokes at it and stuff like that. But that was, that did was you so turn, fun. Did you turn in your seat and look for, for Ethan or I to like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, like Hey, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, but literally I would just like start commenting. It's like, I'm like, okay, we got another, another shot of him riding through the parking lot. Got another shot of, I would like count to keep count out loud, but Oh boy, that was so bad. That was funny though. Um, the other thing that he directed, because he directed three movies, the first one was an equally pointless thing that was just him running into a girl, and then they make out, and then they go, and then he loses her, and then he walks sadly into a pizza place, but there she is, and then they sat down at the pizza place, and then the movie ends, but then it cuts to, like, an iPhone photo of the two actors at the table giving a thumbs up, and it just says, like, Mikey's Pizza Place, and then the address. I'm like, was this an advertisement for them? Like, what the fuck? And then the sound, third movie doesn't sound real. This then really like quick, the tomorrow. third thing he directed um, that was shown was like an advertisement for like just a street fight video series called Com- Concrete Street Combat, where it's just guys beating up each other in a fucking suburban cul-de-sac. And that was it. It was <laughs> um, the movie, the feature presentation that I remember that title because it's so dumb. It was called Age of Embellished Relic. So maybe if you Google that, you can <laughs> find it for rent somewhere. But oh man! Again, That's, I don't. That might be the worst. Title. I don't think this guy is gonna listen to this podcast, but I do have to put him on blast a little bit because that was so bad, dude. <laughs> it was it was hysterical. Anyway, that's my <laughs> that was my movie detour. But yeah, I don't know. Like I said, um, the singles night was an interesting thing. Uh, I do like I, I like meeting people in person more, and I feel like it's kind of uh, you know it's harder to approach people. 
um, just out of the blue. So it was nice to have that kind of environment where it's like, you know, it, 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 it's, it feels hey, okay man. to like, you know, be bold and flirt and stuff like that. But again, it was, um, I mean, I, yeah. I, I like seeing other people's strategies. I liked, yeah, like I said, I feel like that was maybe me a couple years ago where I'm like, oh, I got to make this a sales pitch. I got to figure out like why I'm an attractive partner or whatever. And now I'm just like, I'm just going to have a conversation with this person. And if it, if it goes well, if I feel like I can continue talking to this person, that's a good sign. And if not, eh, whatever. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, that must be what it's like when we go to the Asian American events or something where mm-hmm. like it's just more conducive for meeting people. And um, I mean, I don't again, I haven't been to that as much because I kind of started going more um, when I was already in a relationship. Um, we kind of, you know, we kind of joined, I think, in. I don't know, maybe 2018, 20, like 2019 or so. Um, and I met Isabel in 2020. Um, but I will say that that helped me get out of my shell. And I also kind of used it as an opportunity to get dressed up and, or, you know, to dress like me in different ways and kind of see how things, how things work with it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I remember at one a point, I mean, Isabel did come with me to one and she did get hit on. She did get asked <laughs> for something. Um, but I'll, yeah, I'll close this up by talking about my relationship attire. Cause I feel like it does change a little bit when you become in a committed relationship, right? You're mm-hmm. kind of, you're kind of locked in, but as some people in our discord have shown, you know, there is not, not conflict or, or friction, but you know, there's a different expectation of when, when you're dressing and when you're with a partner, right? Like, you know, you have to consider what their feelings are, mm-hmm. how they perceive certain clothing and I think the case with a lot of these people is that they got into clothes after they were already married. So you're kind of even more locked in um, or you already have like a long term girlfriend or something like that. You know, it's, so it's less about dressing to be attractive to someone new, but dressing to be attractive or to please your your, your partner. Mm-hmm. And it might not be maybe not please, but, you know, to kind of like be, you know, as as Chuck was kind of implying, it's not it's not about you anymore. It's about like you you know as a unit together when you're going out, right? You know, and so and obviously I'm not married. Maybe my experience is a little bit different, um, but thankfully I haven't had too much of of this. You know, um, I can't recall what my first ever outfit was when I met Isabel for the first time because our date. Um, you know, this is like height of the pandemic. This is like May 2020. So, you know, everyone's all inside. No one's working. Um, at least I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she, we, like, we, she dropped off zines. And that was our first date where we dropped off, like, you know, zines that we've collected, different indie comics, the kind of. And I feel like that was kind of already a good sign. You know what I mean? Like, of just, like, that's the idea. Like, hey, to get to know each other, why don't we share art that we've collected? Yeah. And, and 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 discuss it and read each other stuff like why did we buy this you know whatever where did we get it from etc um but i know like really you know, right away like i was already still wearing sport coats and maybe the pandemic played a big part of that of like you know oh we're not really seeing anybody we don't we know the, the temptation to wear uh pajamas is too high and so maybe like we kind of understood like oh this is an opportunity to be outside and to wear something fun because otherwise we're just wasting money on our clothes just going nowhere and so there are a lot of early photos um and it takes a while for me to commit because i've not commit commitment issues um but um there are a lot of early photos of us before maybe we were monogamously together you know, or exclusive. Um, but I am wearing a straight up Esquire man attire. Like I am wearing a check sport coat and we're just sitting at the, you know, at, at a park bench or, or whatever, drinking boba. Because again, back then 
you know, we both live at home uh, or at the time, you know, she, you know, her grandma was, was there and everything. And so, you know, you want to be careful of that kind of stuff. Um, and so, you know, we would go out to like, like, like Asian supermarkets, get a bunch of Asian snacks, get, get like, you know, get boba and like just hang out outside. Um, and so, but yeah, but I think early on there, like she would kind of wear a dress. She was <coughs> not as into like formal ish clothing as we, as I am. But she did have, and, and, and the, the clothes show that she has a very quirky sense of style, a very personal sense of style. And I guess you could argue it's very, very book core. Mm-hmm. And I did ask her some questions in preparation for this episode. I don't know if there'll ever be a future episode on Isabel, because I don't think she would want, <laughs> need that <laughs> kind of personal attention. But I did ask her a little bit about her thoughts on fashion and dating and how it's affected her and, 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 and different things. And one of the f- interesting things is that she was more concerned about like how expensive things were than than the actual clothing themselves Mm. and i think it's because so a couple of things is where you know um she's able to do this in retrospect where you know she's met a couple of friends like sylvia but she knows sylvia's clothes are not only avant-garde designer but that they're very expensive and for me, she knows my clothes are like thrifted. So uh, to her, it was more of a thing of, oh, I, even though this guy wears a suit, he's still like within my normal like income range. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, like, or like, like that's what we normally do. And I was like, that's interesting. That's a really interesting way of looking at it because like it was, it was not about like the connotations. And she would say that she's not educated in menswear, but I'm like, I don't think that that, that, that really applies here. I feel like most people would just think, oh, suit equals rich or whatever. But the fact that she's like, you know, she understands that this stuff is vintage and therefore is cheaper or maybe there's more frugal aspects of it, about it. Like, I feel like that was already kind of a green flag for her, uh, which I guess, you know, worked out for me. Um, the other thing was um, on my dating apps, there is a couple of sport coat pictures, but I think, of course, I'm smart enough, especially at this time, to not wear a tie. And also, I think the pandemic made me double down on ties more. So this is still a different time um, when I was still more Ivy, more Drakes. 2017, 2018 Drakes, not the ALD Drakes that we know it today. Mm-hmm. Um but one of the photos that she swiped on was a photo of me wearing, um, and I have it because I, I feel like it's a thirst trap, and I think it's one of the hottest pictures of me of all time, too. But I am sitting in a, in a museum, and I'm, you know, I'm crossing my legs, I'm doing my hand rested on my face kind of a thing, and I'm winking like I always do. Um, but I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing um, five pocket corduroys, white socks, penny loafers. Yeah. And a dark green OCBD with a white turtleneck base layer. And I think, yeah, like, I mean, it's funny because I think guys would maybe wear that more today. Um, but to me, that's a very, like, kind of more youthful, like, you know, 20, 2018, 2019 era look. But it is cute. And it's very, it's kind of artsy. You got some colors going on with the brown pants and the, and the green, the, like, the hunter dark green um, OCBD. But it's also kind of ivy. It's kind of preppy. And... The thing is that she likes the color green. She yeah. loves green so much. And so if like subconsciously, like, I guess it was like, she didn't think I looked preppy. She just thought I looked nice and I'm wearing a, her favorite color. And so like, she just naturally, like, you know, it just naturally was attracted to that kind of a thing. It's very, very random. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, already, random. already right there, you know, she was already kind of, um, um, kind of locked in, in, in that way. Yeah. Um, Oh, I see. I see your yeah, photo. Right there I, I found that photo. Look. It's funny because that wasn't even a reference point, but I was just looking at photos of some of the movies that I was referencing for when I put together my outfit so we can do the album later. But this is literally what I was wearing. I was just dressed like Ryan O'Neill in, in Love Story almost exactly. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I feel yeah. like I've done that also for, for certain looks. Uh-huh. Um, but um, what, what, another couple of things that I have with her is that um, 
So I think it's because she's kind of used to dating guys who like weren't dressed up and also maybe like a like a not a deadbeat per se but like you know people who <laughs> don't have things going for them and nothing that i nothing that i do because i'm still <laughs> struggling out here with my life also but i think you know hey, you want to talk about what kish is about aspirationally authentically well i mean yeah i authentically like suits but i think that there is this kind of like understated idea that a suit is put together and the way like you know even if people aren't able to kind of like exactly say what makes a suit look good i think people can recognize that there is effort into it like if someone like someone who writes a song even if it's kind of like not like a great song people go well there's a lot of effort into that and so the fact that you put an effort into something says something about you i feel like that's it's, she kind of said that was the same with me and tailoring where like she doesn't know what's going on but it looks good to her mm-hmm. and she i clearly have uh, you know intentionality or whatever mm-hmm. and so I thought that that was good to like attract her because I don't think I inherently dressed more casual on dates with her because again during the pandemic I was intentionally wearing suits I was just doing it for fun and if you don't believe me there's some photos I have of of us there Um, but I do want to end the podcast by talking about like what we were now that we were three years into this and I think obviously one thing is that even though she doesn't read the blog she does hear a lot of my ideas for stuff before they get written down because i get i get inspired all the time Mm. um but i think that she was able to kind of as we kind of you know grew in our relationship she was able to understand like clothing is is an avenue of self-expression and especially now that she sees it as like (laughs) it's not music it's clothes but like there's there's a similar approach there she can be like oh yeah i'm composed like each thing is is a composition of ideas and so she's able to kind of see that and see the merit of it and how i'm having fun with it versus like oh hey we're just dressing up for no because you know we're we want to be formal you know yeah. she's able to see it that way um isabel is also a poet and so i think she's able to kind of even if it's not music composition she doesn't know how it's like to compose a work of art and so she's able to kind of see that with clothing um and one positive thing is that she's able to kind of dress up with me i think she kind of uses the excuse sometimes when i'm already dressed up to wear um you know, clothing that she either hasn't worn, something that she's been wanting to get used to doing, you know, like going to Dapper Day and kind of wearing like a cottage core dress, you know, mm-hmm. there's, I think she, she said that she's enjoyed a little bit of like the occasions or whatever, you know, which I think is kind of fun. I feel like usually it's the other way around where a girl wants to dress up and a guy is so boring. He's like, oh, I got, you know, I, we, I got to wear a suit for this thing. But I think it's the opposite where like, it's, it's fun um, where, I guess what I'm trying to say is that she knows that I'm going to be dressing up anyway. And so she can also feels free to wear whatever she wants to wear. Mm. And Isabel inherently has not just a good sense of style, but it's also kind of, she's very comfy. And here's the thing. I don't mean this as in, Oh, she's wearing athleisure. I mean, she's wearing like, like like fleece pants with frogs on them like there is like it, it's just it's silly and i think that that might be one aspect of it i've said this before where like i think that most people read my attire not as me being formal or dapper but in the form of like that's a kind of like cosplay or like being a furry and so even though it's not inherently like that you know spe- or specifically she still sees it that way so she's like okay ethan's wearing a fedora i can wear pants with dogs on them like it's just it's just it just kind of makes sense that way Mm -hmm. and so so far it hasn't i mean it's been a positive thing for both of us so it's not like i have to dress down for her um or that she has to dress up for me i think it's because we just don't see it as up or down it's just more so like we're congruous in our expression like we're both we're both being silly little gooses who are wearing things that just don't make sense and so it just kind of works out that way um 
But I, I guess I would say that even though I, you know, I don't have that thing of like, you know, my, my girlfriend saying, oh, like, please don't, please don't wear the blazer. <laughs> like, I don't want you to wear, like, like there isn't anything there. Um, no, that's wrong. So maybe <laughs> this will be a good clip. Maybe this will be the good clip. So I did ask her, what do, what is it that I wear? that you feel the most attracted to me and what do I wear that you feel the least attracted mm-hmm. or that you actually hate and the number one thing that she liked was she likes glasses I think she likes okay. like nerdy guys and I think that's kind of funny I'm like it doesn't like, kind of matter what outfit it is but like if I'm wearing glasses it's positive yeah. but here's the thing I like wearing contacts and so I don't like touching uh-huh. my face and so like I'm like sorry honey I can't I can't, I, I can't do it that often but she does like me wearing glasses mm-hmm. she also likes when I'm comfy and I think that she likes it because she's comfy so she does prefer me and like my hoodies I mean it's kind of funny I mean it, 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 it is funny that it happens to me where she does prefer hoodies and sweatpants or at least if it's if it's out than wearing like a crew neck sweater with like you know jeans kind of like more casual but more so in like the comfy stay at home versus like a suit but i mm. but i think she's she knows just like me with her I, we don't have to dictate what each other wears um but we'll talk about women repelling menswear mm. um i know with tony sylvester in the original article i know we referenced it earlier but i'm bringing it back right now um that like his wife didn't like that he wanted to wear half moon glasses, <laughs> which I think is really funny. Yeah. And, um, and I think she said something like, you have to be like, like 70 before you can do that, which I think is totally fine. But Isabel told me the thing that she's not thrilled <laughs> whenever I wear it. <laughs> and I think most people right. can share the same thing is the schoolboy outfit. Oh, the schoolboy outfit. <laughs> whatever. The and specific with the, with the jacket. Yeah. Shorts like with, yeah, she does not, she thinks it's, she still, even though she understands it's a look, she still can't get her head around wearing shorts and a long sleeve top yeah. uh, okay. with socks and loafers. And I'm like, I get it, <laughs> but I do think I, lo- I do love it, and yeah. I do think I look like a cute little look at me. I'm a little, I'm a little preppy guy. And hey, there's pictures of guys wearing madras yeah. shorts and is, white socks, a, to Bermuda, fifties and sixties. It's a very mid-century that's right. thing. And and adult men, adult yeah. men would do it, okay? Yeah, do you just, um, well, but... I think you need to be on, like, Martha's Vineyard or something for that to work, you know? <laughs> you need to be over at Cape Cod. Yeah, I I remember um, I was talking to another friend, and I think Isabel and this friend have bonded presumably over this thing. But it was my third date with this friend, and I that was the first time I ever wore the schoolboy look. And I remember they were like that'd do it (laughs) and there is a photo of me i was wearing a short coat a polo shirt khaki shorts white socks and penny loafers and i had my little my little ll bean tote bag and i wore that on a third date so this is again that was like an early stage of this thing the first couple dates was like cool going out maybe like drake's the third outfit straight up school outfit and that's probably why the dates ended right there on the third date it's okay it, it all worked out. But I feel I like guess I, I, don't, Isabel... I don't. I mean, I don't do this schoolboy outfit, but I feel like. I well, I guess when I wear shorts and a long sleeve, I normally roll up the sleeves. But I still think that's kind of funny. But I mean, you're not wearing. I don't this... know if you're wearing like like the white socks yeah, with, the, with the with the lace socks. I'm probably either. yeah yeah. Like for me, I don't do like the I don't I don't do like the the fratty like chino shorts with like a like a plat like I don't I don't, I'm not doing that I'm like I'm like intentionally I'm doing like OCBD yeah. rep stripe rep stripe tie <laughs> blazer with shorts and and white socks and everything, but I mean again I think it's it's one of those things where you know talk about secret shame like I'm so, it's like at this point I'm like I'm sorry honey. It's 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 uh, ninety degrees outside. I want to wear a tie and a blazer, yeah. but I gotta let my legs breathe, baby. So I gotta wear it, you know. Um, but yeah, but other than that, I think we're pretty congruous in what we wear, and I think it's, I've just gotten pretty lucky with to be with someone who 
you know, has fun with, with their attire. Like Isabel, if you know, if you guys see her, she wears like funky earrings, you know, she has earrings with like goose on them or like earrings that are made by like indigenous, um, you know, cre- uh, indigenous artisans or whatever. And so she is, she does have a very intentional and fun style to not, and I learned about this in my conversation with her about this, but like, she also uses it to kind of elevate things. Like again, like the indigenous oh. stuff, you know, to, to, to talk about these kinds of like, you know, to bring awareness to things. She loves wearing like, like, uh, t-shirts that have like social justice stuff that she gets from protests and mm-hmm. that she gets from museums you know like she wore this really cool outfit to the Huntington um, for Dapper Day where while it's not inherently dapper she wore like a t-shirt that was like anti-colonist and you know and, and about Asian stuff and the Huntington even though it's beautiful you know there is a <laughs> there is a recreation of a Japanese garden at this Huntington thing which is by a rich guy who just bought a lot of land in Pasadena and it does make sense as like a little bit of social protest to wear something that kind of calls hey like just so you know to kind of call awareness to asian american um struggles and asian struggles all over the world kind of a thing but that's a very cool thing to wear and i and i love that and um you know initially i was taken aback with it not being a dapper day thing but i think she was dressing more for the museum than it was for the dapper day thing and i think that idea of being yourself and 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 wearing things as something that you want to express for me it's like artistic stuff for her it could be like a social a social message and of course everything we wear is a social message at the same time as well but i like that idea and i think again it took a long time to get there and again knock on wood we're 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 there you know we're not doing this we're doing a revisit of this you know further down the line hey maybe it'll be marriage outfits and not you know and not uh not dating outfits again but i think it was important for me to to kind of get there and, and to find someone who can understands it and also not just understand it, but like has a, takes an active part in this kind of fun, the fun challenge of figuring out what you want to wear that day, who you want to be, um, what messages you want to put out there to have some cinematic dressing. And I think as you can tell so far, um, outside of like weddings where I do not tone myself down, but I do wear, you know, stuff that's more in service of the wedding. Like, you know, I think with weddings, we match a little bit more, you know, like I think, it, you know, inherently couples do match whenever they're going to like a banquet or a gala. I mean, it's it's a carryover from prom where you coordinate colors. And so at like a wedding, I'll wear like, if she's wearing like a pink dress, I'm wearing like a khaki suit with a pink shirt and like a cream tie for a spring wedding or something like that. Um, but I think overall, we don't normally don't coordinate with what we're wearing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we just happen to be wearing whatever we happen to be wearing and Luckily for me, most of my attire just happens to work with whatever it happens to be. Um, and she did say that she she wouldn't have an issue with me wearing if she if if she was meeting up with her friends from college and she goes, Ethan, we're going out for drinks, uh, you know, come to this thing. She said that she would be okay if I came up wearing a OCBD rep stripe tie, blazer khaki shorts and white socks and shoes mm-hmm. but i told her honey don't worry because in my head the person of boyfriend who goes to a bar would not be the schoolboy outfit yeah. <laughs> you, you don't you don't have to worry about that yeah. and so i think we do what we do have our limits there but so far it's been a very inviting experience and i hope people the single people listening to this are able to get there and if you uh, if you're already married and locked in <laughs> Well, I guess it just have to be your secret shame. She's gonna have to be okay with your pair of boots. She's That's gonna have right. to be okay with your cowboy boots. Um, I mean, again, I'm saying this, uh, you know, for a girl who doesn't wear high heels, but she wears like the same Mary Janes all the time um, that are Clark's, and she also wears Wallabies. So I guess I just, I just stay winning, uh, thankfully. 
<laughs> God, right, God willing, I, I, I stay winning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to see more outfits of, of me and Isabel, you know what we wear and everything, and and you can see the coordination or the unstated coordination and the in the in the uh, the very lucky fact that I have of a, of a girlfriend or a partner that is that has fun with their outfits and, and, and is silly. You can go on the blog. I have some pictures there of us. Uh, there's also photos of of you know all of our date outfits previously. There's a couple of outfits. I remember, like, um, in 2016, on going on dates, I did start wearing OCBD underneath my crew neck sweater. So I did, and I started wearing penny loafers with jeans. And so I was trying to introduce that Ivy thing there yeah. um, after just wearing a T-shirt and jeans on dates. So you can see a little bit of the progression. Um, but I will say, obviously, being in a relationship for three years and being locked in and, and knowing yourself and, you know, being in a safe space effectively... I definitely dress up bolder now. I don't know if I could say that you should wear what I wear on dates, that your mileage will vary, and I don't think your mileage will get you very far, mm. just honestly speaking. But, again, this is a new era where people are getting more into it. I was literally at a coffee bar, a coffee place yesterday, and I was there, and, you know, I'm wearing I'm wearing what was basically a 40s outfit. I was wearing a brown double-breasted suit. Um uh, sweater vest, uh, collar bar. I was I didn't have my fedora with me, um, but I was I was wearing all of that. And um, a guy did walk up to me saying he loved my outfit and he was wearing you know like merch t shirt, like flared jeans and sambas, you know very zeitgeisty. But he liked my fit. Yeah. And you know I think it's if I was single maybe I I would try and cultivate that aura of intrigue and mystery by wearing that exact thing. But in the present day, I still wore that for dinner with Isabel at, at an Italian restaurant. So you can still say I can still wear my fun vintage outfits um, with someone who gets it, you yeah. know. And she's not a swing dancer. No shout, no, no shade to swing dancers, but not not my thing. I'm not. I feel like swing dancers. That's a very intentional thing, and I and I'm not into that. In fact, I don't even like that kind of music. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is probably one of the most surprising things most people hear about me. Yeah, I yeah. think Spencer, you, li- you listen to more '40s jazz than I, I do. do. I mean, I listen to I, my, my, I listen to a lot of most of the stuff I listen to is from the '60s and '70s. But every once in a while, I want to put on some Glenn Miller, baby. I want to hear <laughs> no, some Artie got, Shaw. Give me that Harry James, get... that sweet, sweet sounds of Harry James. <laughs> Well, who do I like? I like um oh shit. It's a simple name. It's not. It's Miles Davis. But like, there's another. There's a, like a white guy. Who's the who's the trio? <laughs> the white Miles who's, Davis. They call me the white Miles Davis. <laughs> who's who's the trio? It's like it's like it's Are like it's Dorsey like a simple brothers? name. No, it's like it's like the blank trio. The blank blank trio. I was just talking trio? about this with someone. Not the Kingston no, trio. That's a folk it's, group. It's a guy. It's a pianist. It's a pianist. Oh my god, I can't think of his name. Pianist jazz trio famous <laughs> you got it we'll, oh, we'll figure we him out bill evans oh, oh bill my evans. god bill evans is good yeah yeah the bill evans that, trio. That's what I'm yeah, duh. yeah 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 i like you know i mean you know the you know all that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. that that's more i definitely i mean even my art style is more like 60s like late like mid 60s to like 70s as opposed to you know earlier than that so yeah. but i dress like it's 1934 baby that's right that's just what i'm wearing uh, but yes, yeah, check out some more art pictures and stuff there, and more thoughts on dating and and being specifically in a relationship and uh, and finding outfits that that you know compromise. I, I'm biased. I, I don't have to compromise very much unless Isabel comes out with her podcast and actually yeah, says, I actually hate everything. everything. Ethan, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not Henry Clay. I, uh, I think so. No, he, he Wait, no, he's the great orator. Oh, the great orator is that Daniel Webster or that's the guy that met the devil? Are we thinking is the great? <laughs> is that just Lincoln? 
Hold on. I'm gonna figure no, it was out. it was Henry Clay. It was Henry Clay. It was Henry Clay. Okay. I was right. Yeah, the great compromise there. Yeah, Henry um, Clay. There Jesus. he is. He was a full-throated advocate. Hell yeah, he was. <laughs> That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking I'm for. Looking Talking for about dating. Yeah, I'm looking Should for. Put, a, <laughs> put that, put I'm looking for the compromiser and a great. <laughs> the great I'm looking for the baby. Henry Clay of ladies. I'm the White Miles Davis, and I'm looking for the le- Lady Henry Clay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Can man. someone please draw this? <laughs> Don't draw I mean, me. Actually, just... if you do draw me, is like Miles, da- like wearing a Miles Davis outfit, circa like 1973. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> you need like, like you need like the big bug eye sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, the long hair. And then like, I'd love to and see then a fucking, hair. yeah, like a jumpsuit or whatever it is that yeah. he's wearing. Fucking what the fuck? Talk about the, hey, check out the music, the music uh, episode. We talk about musician style. Um, really great good episode. Um, and hey, if you want to keep talking about this, go to Patreon.com/slash Style and Direction. All spelled out. Five dollars a month gives you access to our Discord, but also our backlog of movie outfits that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and also recently Spencer's um, Boston trip and the holdovers. Right. So that's a lot of fun. Um, but it's okay. Ten dollars a month gives you all of that as well. But we do say your name afterwards. So MJ, who are we thanking? We are thanking our sidecast fanatics: Shane Curry, Philip Gregard, Henrik Wilberg, and Alexander Batten. We appreciate you guys so much. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it's a great to have you guys there, and thank you for for talking to me about about the clothing mm-hmm. uh, that you wear on on your dates and, your, and with your with your wife. Um, I do want to say, I guess before I completely close, I just remember this. I don't think me and Isabel do inherently fancy dates. It's not really, like, I think you could tell earlier when we were talking about, like, how, like, you know, the thrifting thing was a big part for her. I think that was good about knowing that our lifestyle is more on the same page. Like, we're not we're not going to, like, $100 dinners or, or whatever. Not You know, we're not going to gala events or whatever. We just make it ourselves. And so I feel like that's also one reason why... Um, it kind of just worked out. There's no, there's not a lot of external events that she and I go to that have a certain dress code where she has to worry about perceptions about me. And I think again, with her family, um, they're just, they're just happy that I'm wearing a, a sport coat. I think it, again, they don't read it as overly formal, but I think now at this point, because I've, again, I've known them for like two years now or whatever. Um, they all know me as like the suit guy for fun anyway. So it doesn't, it doesn't really matter anymore. Um, they're more surprised when I'm not wearing a sport coat is, is yeah. the thing. Um, but yeah, uh, you can follow me and you can see some Isabel on my Instagram at Ethan M. Wong. I'm at Spencer DSO. And I'm at Aya MJ. We appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.